0: Thank you. Thank you. And welcome to First United Methodist Church in Hot Springs. My name is JJ Galloway and I'm the senior pastor. On behalf of all the pastors and the staff, we welcome you to worship this morning. Thank you for tuning in and we pray that God will bless you and you will experience God during our worship service. This morning in both of our services, our connection service at 1045 and right now, We are celebrating United Methodist Women. This is UMW Sunday, and we thank the United Methodist Women here in our unit at Hot Springs First and across our denomination, across our world, for all of their efforts to help women and children. We don't know what we would do without our UMW. And throughout the worship service, you will hear uh, various members of our unit here uh, they will help with with worship. If you would love to be a part of United Methodist Women, just call the church office, and we will connect you with one of our members here in the church. It is a beautiful organization and true disciples of Jesus Christ. We have some things that we are doing now here at the church, and we want you to be a part of. Uh, the first one uh, we will be having kids Linton bags or kits and they will be available really soon. We will let you know next Sunday. There'll be items that you as your family can do to prepare yourself for Lent. On Ash Wednesday, which will be February the 17th, we will have our service and it will be it will be Facebook Live and YouTube at six o'clock. And we will also have Lenten bags available before then that in those linton bags will be ashes that you can self-impose upon your forehead during the Ash Wednesday service. And finally we have this wonderful blessing box located out on Pratt Street and we invite everyone to participate in filling the box. Please bring by non-perishable food items and also Items that are easy to open for the homeless. They don't always have can openers and the like. Uh, You may also bring in warm items such as socks or gloves or scarves, non-use, and put them in 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 a plastic baggie and place in our blessing box. It is a blessing for our community, but you know what? I think it's a greater blessing for us. Thank you, everyone, for participating in our blessing box. And now, will you join me as we prepare our hearts to worship God? Holy One, we open ourselves to you. We are an empty vessel this morning, God, and we pray that you would fill us. Fill us with your grace. Fill us with your extravagant hospitality. Fill us with your unconditional love so that we may go forth and experience joy in serving you and help others experience unexpected joy in experiencing you. Be with us now during our worship service as we open our hearts to receive you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Will you join? Uh, We are pleased to have Laura Whitley today, who will be leading us in our affirmation of faith.
1: I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, Everlasting. Amen.
2: Good morning, friends. Our opening hymn today is My Hope is Firmly Grounded. And living Lord, who whenever I most need Him never fails to keep His word. God, I must wholly trust God, ever good. Store. God sustains the whole creation Bound of life forevermore We who oh share earth and air Count on God's unfailing care Thank, oh, thank our great creation through God's only Son this day God alone, the heavenly potter Made us out of earth and clay Quick to be strong indeed God shall all peace.
0: This morning, we would like to extend our sympathy and prayers to the family of Dina Burgess in the passing of her son, Ronnie Davis. Let us now go to God in prayer. we come to you this morning. We know that you are in this place. We know you are in all the places where we are this morning. Our world seems messed up sometimes, God. And you know that. And we are trying our best to be your faithful disciples So we ask you, God, to lead us, to push us when we need to be pushed, to rein us back sometimes when we are getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, to show us your will, and to help us be the disciples that you have called us to be. Holy One, we read of this incredible miracle of Jesus feeding the thousands of people, and we wonder, what would that have been like to have been there? If we could have just been sitting on that hillside and experienced that moment, someday we know, God, we will feast at God's heavenly banquet. But until then, you need us here to be your hands, to reach out, to feed our brothers and sisters who need food, but also need spiritual food as well. Let us be the church who does not hesitate, who is not reluctant, but who reaches out in generosity and loving kindness to help all those who need you so much. For those who are grieving in our midst, God, we pray that you comfort them. For those who are sick, either with COVID-19 or other illnesses, We pray, great physician, that you heal them according to your will. For those who are confused, who are struggling with decisions, O Holy Spirit, grant them the wisdom that comes from you to make the best decision they possibly can now. And bless us all. And God, help us to experience your unexpected joy every day, maybe even countless times a day as we follow you. We ask all this in the name of your Son, Jesus, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We are pleased to have Claire Wisman today. To read our scripture from Psalms and the Gospel according to Matthew.
1: Our scripture this morning begins with Psalm 23, verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. And continues with Matthew chapter 14, verse 13. Now, when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, they need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, we have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds and all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, 12 baskets full. And those who ate were about 5,000 men, besides women and children. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Our
0: scripture. Thank you, Claire. And now, children, we have a children's time for you. If you are there, uh, grandkids, if you're visiting your grandparents, Anyone young or young at heart, uh, please gather now and we will enjoy a children's moment by Molly Baldwin.
3: Good morning, everybody. I'm so happy to meet with you. I think it's the first time I've been able to reach out in the new year, so happy new year. So today I want to talk a little bit about another one of my passions every Sunday or sometimes Saturday but we like to cook for our family so my mom comes over and then my husband's family comes over and then maybe a friend of theirs although the pandemic has kind of made it so it's just immediate family that we're meeting with but we try to do it every weekend we cook a big feast for our family Um, and sometimes I'm exhausted I think oh, I've got to come up with this big main menu to make I don't know what to make and I'm so tired because I've been working all week, taking care of the kids and I'm sure like you, you're exhausted from school. You've been working and doing homework and you're just exhausted and you want to do nothing but relax. But it'd be easy to take the day off, right? Not do anything, play video games. Sometimes our brains turned into jello if we spend too much time on computers. So it's good to think of others and do things besides nothing. So I get a great deal of joy out of cooking. As you can see right back here, these are all my cookbooks and they go from the top of the ceiling all the way down to the floor. So I get a lot of joy in cooking. And when I think about how tired I am, I think what joy my family's going to get if I make them a big feast, even with a big dessert involved. So I like to feed people. And that started me thinking about today's scripture where we learn about Jesus feeding the 5,000 So he was with his disciples, and we know that there was a big group of people following them. They were following Jesus because Jesus was saying some pretty amazing things. And more people came and the disciples thought, Well, Jesus must be tired because we're really tired. We should send these people away. But Jesus said, No, don't send them away. Uh, They need to stay right here and we're going to feed them. We're going to feed these people and the disciples, they are gathering their food and they don't have much food. They have what? Five loaves of bread, a couple of fish, not, not much provisions, not enough to feed a lot of people, but God took those five loaves of bread and two fish, and he made a feast for plenty. By the end of the scripture, we learn that he fed 5,000 people with just that small amount of bread and fish. That's amazing. So it makes me think about a lesson that we can learn from that. We learn that when we give what we have, no matter if it's even just a little bit, and we pray about it, we're giving it all to God God takes it and he blesses it and he makes the bounty big. He makes it bigger than we could ever imagine, like making food for 5000 out of something that fit in a basket. And we even learned that there was enough food that there were leftovers. Can you even imagine? That's amazing. So Think about other people and think about feeding people, not just with food, although that's fun, but think about blessing them with prayer. Think about feeding them with kindness. Think about feeding them by opening the doors and giving them a nice smile when we're not able to see a lot of faces these days. It's hard, but just think about that. Think about others and feasting in joy. Okay, so let's pray together. Father God, thank you for bringing us joy in scripture. You bless us, helping us to bless others. May we feed your people and feast at your table. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much, Molly. In celebrating the United Methodist Women, we would like to have Linda Dowdy to share with you the purpose of the United Methodist Women. Linda, we hear you gladly.
1: United Methodist Women shall be a community of women whose purpose is to know God and to experience, as whole persons, freedom through Jesus Christ, to develop a creative, supportive fellowship, and to expand concepts of mission through participation in the global ministries
0: of the Church. United
1: Methodist Women.
0: for letting us know the purpose of this beautiful organization. And as you can tell, the United Methodist women here and around the world are very busy. They're working hard to on behalf of women and children who need us so desperately. Also, we have wonderful ministries here in the church that are working for our community to help women and children and whole families like our Open Arms Food Pantry, I know that you join me in thanking them and also in giving, uh, in giving to the church part of your gifts and your graces that we give and give uh, with generosity to our church so we can have such ministries. Will you please join me now as we pray together? God, thank you for... These gifts, these tithes, these offerings that go toward helping your children. God, we thank you for every giver in this church who is giving wholeheartedly to build the kingdom of God here in Hot Springs and throughout our entire country and world. Bless them as they give, bless our ministries as they go forth, bless the United Methodist women as they go forth into our community, our church, and our world to enlarge your kingdom upon this earth. All these things we ask in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Amen.
2: in hell, silence on earth. of the in
0: so much, Tim and Lynn, for that beautiful, beautiful offertory this morning. You know, the word reluctant can be a heavy word. When someone asks you to do something or participate in something and, and you want to do it, but something is just kind of holding you back. It almost feels sometimes like a rope is being put around you and someone is pulling you backward and you are straining to go forward because you want to, but something is holding you back. That's reluctance. And I want to, I wonder sometimes, if the reluctance is ultimately us looking for some self-fulfillment. Because when someone asks us to do something, we want to respond yes, but maybe if we're really honest, sometimes we're saying in the back of our mind, well, what's in it for me? And so when, we, when that happens to us, then the questions must come into our mind. Does the self-fulfillment line up with the generosity, the extravagant generosity of the kingdom of God? And can we be reluctant disciples, and serve Jesus Christ. Now, before we go any further about this, I want to remind you that there have been reluctant disciples for a long, long time in this world. Go all the way back to the beginnings of our faith. Abraham was a little bit reluctant to, to go, when God told him to go to a foreign land? Moses, when God called Moses to lead God's people out of Egypt, Moses started making excuses. But God, how can I speak to Pharaoh? I stutter. He will laugh at me. Jeremiah, the great prophet, he didn't want to go, and we all know that Jonah didn't want to go. And then go on down to Paul, how reluctant he was. And I can testify firsthand on the reluctance of some modern day preachers are when God calls us into ordained ministry. You know, for some of us, the reluctance is because who are we to do this? We don't think that we have the skills and the gifts and the graces to do what God is wanting us to do, and that's humility, and that is one thing, but there are also some of us who are reluctant because we don't want to make those sacrifices. We think We've got it good now. We can provide well for our family. My plan for my life doesn't include this type of work or doing this favor for someone. What's in it for me? And that's what we must think about when we feel called to follow Christ. Now, the story that Claire read for us in the Gospel according to Matthew is this wonderful miracle story of Jesus blessing the, little, the few little loaves and fish, and they multiplied greatly to thousands and thousands and thousands of people, not just 5,000, they just counted the men in those days, but there were women and there were children there. And sometimes I think, oh, wouldn't I love to be there and to see that grand miracle of the authority and the power of God through Jesus Christ. But I was reading the other day an article by one of my favorite writers or, or preachers, Reverend David Loes, and he said something that made me start thinking a little bit more about this text when he, of course, acknowledged that great miracle, but also he said there were other miracles in this text. And one of them being that a God, the God, would look down from on high to God's children, the people, not the powerful people, not the wealthy people, But the people who didn't have anything, the poor people, the homeless people, the people who were suffering from handicaps or illnesses or conditions, mental, physical, emotional, the people who were invisible in society, who had nothing, nothing in a society of scarcity. The miracle was God would hear their calls. And God, through Jesus Christ, would turn from his time alone because the scripture tells us that Jesus had gone to a deserted place because he wanted to pray. You see, he had just heard that his cousin, John the Baptist, had been, had been murdered by Herod, beheaded. This was his cousin. This was John, the baptizer, the forerunner of Christ. The greatest among prophets, as Jesus would say. Jesus must have been brokenhearted. And some of his disciples must have been brokenhearted as well because some of Jesus' disciples had previously been disciples of John, the baptizer. And so they just wanted to go off to themselves and pray and grieve as we want to do the same when someone that we love dies. But the miracle is that Jesus didn't do that. He turned from his grief and he looked out upon the hillside there in, by the Sea of Galilee in this deserted place and thousands of people started following him. And he saw their needs. And he went to them. He didn't ignore them. He talked to them. He heard their great needs. He touched them. He healed them. He gave them peace. And then when evening came, he fed them. And this is maybe the second miracle, in that here were his disciples. It could have been 12. There were 12, the top 12, as we like to call them, the 12 guys. But there were women followers as well, women disciples who followed with, with Jesus and the disciples, helping them, taking care of their needs. You know, I like to call them uh, the UMW, because they kept it all together together. And they followed, of course, Jesus all the way to the cross, grieved, and then came back to anoint his body on the third day. But those disciples, they saw what was happening. They saw that it was getting late. And so they told Jesus, Jesus, you've got to send these people away. Uh, They're getting hungry, and we don't have anything to, to feed them. So just... Dismiss them with a good benediction, and we'll be on our way. And here was the second miracle. Jesus could have said, okay, but he didn't. You see, he opened the eyes of the heart of his disciples who were looking at things from a scarcity point of view, and Jesus was looking at abundance. He said, Bring the food that you found, the little loaves, the few fish. And he blessed it. And he gave it to the disciples. And he said, You feed them. It's one of the most important passages in Scripture, my friends. You feed them. And they did. Baskets and baskets and baskets of food. And everyone ate. Not just ate a little, but ate till they were full. And there was more left over. Jesus took them from a heart of scarcity to a heart of abundance. They were reluctant disciples. But their eyes were opened as to the abundance, what it meant to follow a God of compassion, of generosity. A God who would take care of their needs. And that's the same thing that is happening in the 23rd Psalm here. David, we said last week that it was a prayer of trust. And so David writes in the fifth verse, he says, God, you prepare a table for me. Preparing a table. God is feeding him. Feeding him his soul, his body, giving him everything he needs to survive. Grace. Hope for the future. David says, even in the presence of my enemies, even when there's things around me that may harm me, May tempt me, may bring me down, may make me reluctant to go forward and do your will, but you are there with me, preparing a table before before me, taking care of my needs, fulfilling me. And even David says, You anoint my head with oil. He could have been. He could have been making a reference to when he was anointed by the prophet to be the king of Israel. But anointing someone is to set them apart for ministry, for service. And then David says, my cup overflows. That is the joy, my friends. The unexpected joy of following God. The unexpected joy of following Jesus. That when God provides everything for us, what is left inside of us is joy. You know, I've been in the same place you have. I've had people to ask me to do things for them. I've had people to, co-workers before, to say, can you cover for me for a little while? Can you work um, for me the time that I'm supposed to be working Can you take over this project? Can you do this or that? And most of the time I think I've said yes, because it's hard for me to say no to things. But I will confess to you that I have felt that rope of reluctance pulling me back. Well, if I do this for them, what will they do for me? When I need help, will they be there for me? I felt that reluctance. And it's not a good feeling, is it? That weight bringing us down, that burden being on top of us, shoving us further and further down. But it doesn't have to be that way. Because Christ can open up the eyes of our hearts as well. And we know that Jesus, as I said, reveals the character of God, and on this day, on that deserted place in Galilee, he revealed the compassion of God. And he taught his disciples that compassion. And so, my friends, it is that compassion that we experience today, that is put inside of us as disciples of Jesus Christ, not looking at what, what is in it for us, but how can we help others? How can our compassion help fulfill others? How can we feed others? As I said in the top of the service that today is United Methodist Women's Sunday. And what a wonderful example of feeding others. Feeding Our souls, feeding our stomachs lots of the time, but feeding us, strengthening us, encouraging us, providing opportunities for us to learn and to grow as disciples of Jesus Christ. That's just one example. There are many. But today, we need to remember that we don't live a life of scarcity. Yes, there are some things that are hard to get, and right now the COVID-19 virus vaccine is one of those. But it will be there. But instead of worrying, instead of fretting, instead of saying, no, I won't do this, what would our lives be like if we operated, if we thought, from a heart of abundance. Look at what Christ has given me. Look at the generosity that God has given me through the grace of God. What a life and what a world it would be to trust God, to say yes, to feed people, to look for people to feed. And then my friends. Then we can sit down. And feast with joy. Thanks be to God. Amen. Before. We have our final hymn. I would like to say that this is a good day to make that commitment to follow Christ. It is a good day to give our hearts over to Jesus and say, use me, fill me. Holy Spirit, breathe inside of me. Let me open up my heart to be an instrument of your grace, your joy, and your peace in this world. If you would like to call the church and talk to one of the pastors, we would love to talk with you about your commitment to Jesus. If you would like to join, no matter where you are, where you are listening to us, if you would like to join in fellowship with this church, we want you to. And we will receive you. Just give us a call. But after we have our closing hymn, then Julie Holt will offer our benediction that we can go in peace to serve God. Amen.
2: Amen. Friends, I invite you to sing with me our final hymn, Break Thou the Bread of Life. the loaves beside the sea, beyond the sacred page I seek thee, Lord, my spirit pants for thee, O Galilee. Then shall a bondage cease, off fetters Fall and I shall find my peace, my all in
0: all.
1: Receive the benediction you go forth with hope and joy in your hearts knowing that God loves you and is with you always